Let's find out the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest 2021. And as we've just explained, we will begin with the country that is now in last place. That is United Kingdom. And the United Kingdom gets from the public zero points. Yes, we received nil point from the jury and the televote last night. But don't feel bad. Don't feel down. I'm going to tell you why the UK didn't receive any points at the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. We'll dissect every moment of the contest, including the win for Italy and Monoskian with Zetia Buoni. Online on 92.3 and 98.9 FM. You are listening to Forest FM and the Eurovision Showcase with Kieran Ori Tudiot. Hello, this is Moniskin. This is our song. Zitia Buoni. Enjoy it. Yeah. Loro non sanno di che parlo, vestiti sporchi fra di fango, giallo di siga fra le dita, io con la siga camminando. Scusami ma ci credo tanto, che posso fare questo salto, e anche se la strada è in salita, per questo ora mi sto allenando e buonasera, signore e signori, fuori gli attori, vi conviene non fare più errori, vi conviene stare zitti e buoni, qui la gente è strana tipo spacciatori, troppe notti stavo chiuso fuori. Molli prendo a calci sti portoni Sguardo in alto tipo scalatori Quindi scusa mamma se sto sempre fuori ma Sono fuori di testa Ma diversa da loro E tu sei fuori di testa Ma diversa da loro Siamo fuori di testa Ma diversi da loro Siamo fuori di testa Ma diversi da loro no. Io Scritto pagine e pagine, ho visto sale e poi lacrime Questi uomini in macchina e non scalare le rapide Scritto sopra una lapide, in casa mia non c'è Dio Ma se trovi il senso del tempo risalirei dal tuo brio E non c'è vento che fermi la naturale potenza Dal punto giusto di vista del vento senti l'ebbrezza Con all'incera la schiena ricercherò quell'altezza Se vuoi fermarmi di testa prova a tagliarmi la testa perché Oh, 
sei fuori di testa, ma diversa da loro Congratulazioni to Manaskian with Zetia Buoni, the Italian winner of the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, one of the pre-contest favourites, certainly in the betting odds. And wow, uh, it's a long time coming for Italy to win the Eurovision Song Contest once again. This is their third win of the Eurovision Song Contest. And they've only won in 1964 and in 1990 but now finally the Toto Cotogno era of Italy has disappeared and we're now into Monaschia yes with a Danish title yeah isn't that interesting yes they got um, one of the, the female uh, guitarists I think is from Denmark if I remember rightly yes originally from Denmark but lives in Italy now probably that that way anyways yes that is your winning song of this year's eurovision song contest so where are we gonna go next year we don't know we're still waiting for the italian delegation and uh, and rye television to uh, make an announcement but don't expect a host city to be really announced until the middle of the summer so we wait with anticipation for that very moment. Are we going to Turin? Are we going to Milan? Are we going to Florence? Are we going to Rome? Are we going to Naples? Who knows? Or could it be even San Remo? Yes. Though, if they put it in that um, theatre where the San Remo is, uh, song contest goes in, hmm, I don't know. Will it be able to fit in there? But in this time of COVID, who knows what's going to happen? I'm trying not to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Got to be responsible and got to be safe. Anyways, you're welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Eurovision Showcase here on Forest FM. I'm your host, Kieran Uri Tussiet, and I'm here to give us a debrief of the Eurovision Song Contest 2021. So certainly, we're going to uh, play the top five songs of this year's contest uh, today. We've also got Rob's Random Request. We will have a live and kicking, and also we will have this week's edition of the Eurovision Showcase News. Yes, there's a lot of news to unpack, as you can imagine, uh, the day after the contest, and there's a lot to talk about. But certainly, for Italy, this is a grand, amazing moment for them. Now, they, I don't think I need to tell you, but of course, they have, since they returned back to the contest in 2011, they have tried, and what they have done is that they have not taken away their identity of a as a country no they haven't they've stuck with their language and gave gave us songs in different genres haven't they yes we had like um a rap r&b-esque song from in 2019 uh from uh um uh, mad Excuse me. Yeah, Mad Moods with Soldi. And then obviously we had um, 
uh, cheesy pop in 2017 with Francesco Gabbani and this year they won with Hard Rock so don't don't be surprised if there's a load of bands next year <laughs> put it that way um, but Italy right across the board did really well so uh, in the juries Italy got 12 points from Croatia Georgia Slovenia and Ukraine and then coming to the televotes Italy got 512 points or 12 points and they got them from Bulgaria Malta San Marino not a huge surprise there um, Serbia and Ukraine so it it goes to show that the song has transcended right across Europe it did incredibly well that way and um, congratulations to them wonderful stuff right I'll stop gushing over Italy and we should move on to song number two that came second so Italy got 524 points and La France got 499 so it wasn't too far away not far away at all and there was a moment in time where I really did think that we were going to Paris next year or uh, or Lyon or Cannes or something like that but no it's fine it's fine. Italy um, won the contest and France came second with an Edith Piaf type of ballad. It's beautiful. And um, I'm going to play it for you now. Here is the amazing French entry. And I'm going to let the lovely lady introduce it. Hi, it's Barbara Pravi from France. And this is my song, Voilà. Écoutez-moi. Moi, la chanteuse à demi. Parlez de moi, à vos amours, à vos amis. Parlez-leur de cette fille aux yeux noirs et de son rêve fou. Moi, ce que je veux, c'est écrire des histoires qui arrivent jusqu'à vous. C'est tout. Voilà, 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 voilà qui je suis. Me voilà même si, mise à nu, j'ai peur. Oui, me voilà dans le bruit. Et dans le silence Regardez-moi Ou du moins ce qu'il en reste Regardez-moi Avant que je me déteste Quoi vous dire que les lèvres d'une autre Ne vous diront pas C'est peu de choses mais moi Tout ce que j'ai Je le dépose là Voilà C'est fini. 
Barbara Pavi with Voila. Uh, France 2021's a Eurovision Song Contest entry. Oh, yes. And uh, France did incredibly well. They really, really did when it came to the grand finals uh, points. And they've got eight amount of 12 points from the juries from Germany, Ireland, the Netherlands, San Marino, Serbia, Spain, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. Yes, our jury gave them 12 points if I wrote through. But in the televote, they only got four amount of 12 points from Belgium, the Netherlands, Portugal, and Spain. So it didn't really transcend the greatest into Eastern Europe, uh, except for, dare I say, Serbia, which is more Central Europe, to be fair. Uh, but still, Civilitation uh, la France. And it's Felicitations to La Suisse. Yes, Switzerland came third. Congratulations to them. They came fourth in 2019 with Luca Hani, with She Got Me, of course. And uh, Jean Terres has come third. And the last time Switzerland were in the top three, they came third in 1993 with Annie Cotton, with Moi Tout Simplement. Quite simply me, it's translated as. Uh, and in the grand final, they got also eight douze points from the juries from Albania, Belgium, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Iceland, Israel and Latvia. And then in the televote, Switzerland only got one douze point, would you believe? And it was from Albania. That's cruel. Cruel indeed. Not fair. So, yes, yeah, so there you go. Uh, but Jean Terres is just a, an incredible vocal. Obviously, in the semi-final and in the and in the grand final, it was just so on point. It was beautiful. It was perfect. It was everything that it needed to be. Uh, but it just wasn't the way that the votes went, sadly. So let's hear the Swiss entry to the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. Hi, everyone. This is John Steers from Switzerland, and uh, I hope you will like my song to l'univers. Ça m'a sur mon épaule Le vide dans ma tête Pas la moindre cachette C'est l'aube qui décline Derrière un champ de ruines Le moment de grandir Ne pas te retenir Je
My name is Dalfred from Iceland, and this is my song Ten Years. Enjoy. We've been together for a decade now. Still afraid I am loving you more. If I could do it all again, I'd probably do it all the same as before. Gigna Magni for Iceland in 2021. They came fourth with that very song, 10 years. Congratulations to Iceland. The last time that they were in the top five was back in 2009 with Johanna with Is It True? Can you believe it was that long ago? So underrated. <laughs> I think Iceland is a Eurovision country that put the heart and soul of it every time. And Daddy Freer. Congratulations, mate. You have done incredibly well. And uh, for everything that um, you and your band, uh, Gigna Magni, have been through, certainly this week after um, one of the backing singers has tested positive. Uh, so it's just, it was heartbreaking um, for every Icelander I, I've heard um, and seen. Uh, my good friend Trifa, who lives in Westminster in the Westman Islands of uh, Iceland on the south coast and uh, Stella and Esio who are just outside of uh, Reykjavik um, you know they were so upset but thank goodness that 
that uh, second rehearsal performance was absolutely brilliant and exactly what it needed to be. Um, and it sort of added a real a bit of realism to the contest, I thought, right in the middle of the contest, which was brilliant. Um, so congratulations to Iceland. Um, so in the grand final, they managed to get 12 points in the jury vote, only from Austria, which is a real shame. Um, but when it came to the televote, Iceland managed to get three douze points from Australia, Denmark and Finland. Yeah, we gave them 10 points here in the United Kingdom. Right, to round off the top five of Eurovision 2021, and we'll have Rob's random request in just a few moments, we're going to hear the song that came fifth. Yes, and we're going all the way over to Ukraine. Now, Ukraine interestingly only got 12 points from lithuania in the juries but in the televote they got five douze points from france israel italy lithuania and poland and go i think were very as uh, i think graham norton said that they're marmite or, or was that the german entry probably i don't know uh, well it certainly was the german entry but Goa was like this hard dance folk music, which is just an incredible uh, feeling and performance. It was really, really awesome. So uh, congratulations to Ukraine coming fifth um, back on the game now after uh, 2018 was the last time they uh, they participated because they had to withdraw in 2019 because of the whole debacle with Maruf. Um, oh God, remember that. Right, so we'll have Rob's round of request shortly. But yes, as I say, here is Ukraine who came fifth at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Hi, this is Gawai from Ukraine. You're listening to Eurovision Showcase on Forest FM. And this is our song Shum. Enjoy. Весняночка, весняночка, дете зимувала, Йо садочка на клиночку сорочечку пряла. Там у лісі на юзлісі сова воду дує, Заспіваю співаночку, нехай вона чує. Заплетися шуми барвіночком, Я тобі співаю весняночку, Сєю, 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 сєю,
Yeah, so that's Goe with Shum. Ukraine, that came fifth last night. Okay, Rob's here. Hi, Rob. Hello, 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 hello. How the devil are you doing, my darling? I'm absolutely fine. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm still a bit tired after last night, I must admit. You know, close to four-hour show. Um... They were t- going to try and go for 3 hours 45 last night, but um, I don't think that happened, No, it was a bit... But it was fine. Then our friends were, were over and didn't go for a little bit, so we didn't get to bed till about 12, which is very late for us oldies, I'm afraid. Yeah, God. You know, we're usually in bed by about like half nine, ten max. Reading? We're not going to sleep then. <laughs> I'm reading. Yeah, Rob's reading. I'm just messing around with the phone. Anyways, uh, less about the, our bed habits. Rob, what did you think of the contest last night? I thought the song quality was really good. I'm not surprised by, the, by our result in the slightest. Do you want to elaborate on that? Because I would love to hear that. So, your opinion anyway. Yeah. So James Newman's a lovely guy, and he is. It, it, it was a good. It was an all right song, but if you look at the other songs on there, the quality of the singing and the quality of the music, some of them are good, like France and Switzerland and Italy and Iceland and Lithuania and. Malta. There's no con. There's actually no contest. So if you, if you look at the staging, he was just our guy was just stood on a thing with two um, on a raised platform with two saxophones or two trumpets by his ears. Trumpets. Compared to some of the other staging, we don't put enough effort in. That's why we're not doing well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and when we when I saw the staging, I must admit, I my heart sank because I thought. There's really nothing in it. And it's as good as the pyro is towards the end, and it looks great. It's it just doesn't stand out, does it? And and it's it's almost a staging that's made for Eurovision rather than made for James. Yeah. I think what the, what BBC need to do is look at the maybe the last five or six years and look at the top five songs from each year and look at what they've done to get themselves up there, or else we're just gonna end up because each song we send is a very similar elk. I mean, let's face it, Michael Rice's song was similar-ish, just a male ballad, you know, not that exciting. James sang a dance tune, Rob, so yeah, uh, that's not a ballad. Okay, fair enough, but it was still not the most exciting song, was it? It was good, but not the most exciting song. Yeah, and that's why it didn't stand out. You know, yeah. it didn't stand out because of that, that very mo- notion, which is a shame. I feel sorry for him, and I like the fact that everyone in the auditorium was like, yeah, sort of was really shocked and was really kind of yeah, yeah, and, he, and you know, he got all the support and love from people around him, which was great. Yeah, and he took it in his stride, you know, doused himself with beer, good on him, and um, really, quite possibly, yeah. And people should completely discontinue the whole idea argument of political voting with the Eurovision Song Contest and for the UK because they think because oh, it's Brexit or because it's. Uh, the, the success of our vaccine trials, etc. It's nothing to do with that. So any of those on social media who are saying that, um, you need to have a look at yourselves and have a look at the bigger picture. Yeah, just another excuse for us to moan and throw our, throw our um, toys out the pram, which is what we do when we don't win things, because um, we'd like to be the big kid in the playground, but we're not anymore. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And... Yeah, they do need to realise that. And people say, oh, yeah, let's pull out of the contest. Well, we've never won the European Football Championships in our history. We've just not done it. And then you also look at the World Cup. 
Okay, we haven't won since 1966 and we're still participating. It's only because if Germany, Italy, uh, Brazil, France, you know, win the contest, win the Euro, the, the World Cup, do we just go, I'm not going to do it anymore? No! No! Carry on, keep fighting! Spain haven't won since 1969, you know what I mean? Yeah! And Italy haven't won since 1990, who won last night. France hasn't won since the 1970s? 77. And they came very close to, I think Barbara, personally, I wish Barbara Pravi had won. I know. Um, but she came second, which was a brilliant result for France, so... Um, and then, uh, Switzerland came third, amazing. which is amazing, and they, last time we got third was 1993, so it was a while ago. Yeah, people don't forget the statistics, they just look at, our, at the UK and go, oh, we didn't do very well again. Anyway, we are where we are, but I could talk for hours and get political, but I'm not going to because it's not the right show for that. So <laughs> Thank you, Rob. On. We're going to move on, so I've got um, time for something a little bit random. Oh, yeah, baby. It is now time to go into the back catalogue of the Eurovision Song Contest. It is Rob's Random Request. So I have a hat full of years from 1956 to 2021. Yeah. <laughs> and a hat full of countries from A to Z, but minus the Z. And um, <clears throat> we mix and we match and we get a song. So hopefully it will work. You never know. So what shall I pick? What shall I pick? I have got a year in my hand of 1982. Oh, lovely. That was Harrogate. <laughs> and um, uh, when we hosted after Bucks Fizz, one was making mind up. So the 1982 contest was won by Germany. Nicole with Ambition Frieden, or A Little Peace. A Little Peace Rock. And um, the UK entry that year was Bardo with One Step Further. One Step Further and I would have been there. And it was um, seventh place for the United Kingdom. Right, Roberto. Can I ask a question? Why yeah. they why they pick Harrogate? Because it would be like them picking Chichester or Dorchester or something. Do you know what I mean? Somewhere, it just it seems like a really odd place to pick to have a big. Well, like I said, eighty two wasn't quite the same, was it? No, it wasn't quite the same. So it was a little bit smaller scale. But Harrogate just had opened the conference centre there, and it was a brand new facility for the eighties, and they wanted to showcase like little England almost in a way I must admit um, obviously they could have had it anywhere in the United Kingdom but they chose Harrogate because it was just in the countryside it was different it wasn't in Leeds you know so it was still in Yorkshire it wasn't in York but it was in Harrogate there was this big international conference centre and that's basically why and they've been to Harrogate it's supposed to be quite nice so yeah I've um, I've got a friend who lives close by Corrine Murphy Corrine if you're listening hello I have to go to Harrogate and York. They're the main two places in Yorkshire I want to go. I want to. Anyway, that's irrelevant. Before you draw your country, Rob, I just want to give a big shout out and a big congratulations to the Mr. and the new Mr. and Mr. Brett down in Worthing, West Sussex. Oh, yes, I saw that on Facebook. Congratulations. Yeah, well done, James and James. Well done. At last, we have weddings again as well. So, how wonderful for you guys. I hope it wasn't too stressful getting it all sorted out as well. Yeah, I can, oh, I can imagine. But um, making sure. Enough doing our wedding sorted out when there wasn't coronavirus. <laughs> God, you're saying that again. Uh, okay, Rim Rob, what country have we got? Okay, we have got, oh, ironically, the UK. Oh my goodness me, you kidding? No. Oh, Bardo. Wow. Um, do you remember this song, Rob? No. Do you know what? We actually played it in the car uh, yesterday. Oh, yes, I do. Sorry. I do. Yes, I do. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay. So, basically, this was Sally Ann Triplett and Stephen Fisher. Yes. 
Triplet was a, uh, a children's television presenter on Crackjack and uh, previously a member of the 1980 UK Eurovision Act Prima Donna. Yes. Prima Donna. Oh, that's a song, isn't it? <laughs> Rob was uh, going his inner Ala Bugachova. <laughs> Absolutely. In Russia, 1997. Uh, oh, my goodness me. Um, Triplet was one of only four, com- four singers to represent the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest twice at that time. Uh, Ronnie, Carol, Cliff, Richard and Cheryl Baker. Yeah. Now on the day of the contest, Bardo were rated the favourites by Ladbrokes book- bookmakers, which back then the British entry was always at the top of the low bookies because there was no other bookies across Europe. And it was also highly rated by uh, the late great Sir Terry Wogan. And on the night, Bardo's performance was criticised for nerves and for placing more emphasis on the dance routine rather than the singing. Yes, I counteract that. That, that, that was obvious. <laughs> so seventh place in the competition was below expectation. Yes, but um, the single, however, performed very well in the UK charts, getting to number two. Yes. So, and I have a good friend, um, Sharon, who lives in Northern Ireland, who I used to work with on the buses down uh, in Portsmouth um, she was obsessed with Bardo when she was a kid so um, yeah so Rob what is your random request year and country it is the year of 1982 and this is the country of the United Kingdom hooray here's Bardo with one step further I just want you to prefer 
it is now time to keep you updated on the latest news information from Europe's biggest singing competition. This is the Eurovision Showcase News with Kieran Uritotiot. Our good friends at ESCExtra.com have done some analysis on the UK's result of the Eurovision Song Contest 2021. Basically, 50% of the televoting countries put the United Kingdom in the bottom two of this year's contest. Yes, the unprecedented double zero score has never been seen uh, at a country both getting zero points. But it's interesting to see that so many countries put us last in their televoting. Uh, Belgium, Bulgaria, France, Moldova, Portugal, Russia, Sweden, Switzerland, Austria, Czech Republic, Georgia and Poland. Second last in Romania, Slovenia, Cyprus, Finland, Norway, San Marino and Serbia. But we almost received a point from Poland. Yes! <laughs> we managed to come 11th in their jury voting. And uh, the other positive note was Ira Losko from Malta. She was the only jury member of all 195 jury members to put James Newman in the top three at, at number three, uh, behind Portugal and Finland respectively. So the average jury position for the UK was 20.1, and this is slightly better than their televoting score, but still not enough. Viewing figures in the United Kingdom have got are the highest since 2014. Congratulations to them um, and uh, everyone at the BBC for that. And in the results from the semi-finals, uh, Jean Thiers for Switzerland won the second semi-final where Denmark's Fur Fram just missed out on qualification. They came 11th. And then in semi-final one, Malta's Destiny won semi-final one. Uh, but, and Croatia's Albina with TikTok um, just missed out on qualification as well. And lastly, a big congratulations to our listeners, James and Jason Brett. And um, congratulations to you boys for uh, getting hitched on Friday. Uh, pictures look beautiful. Congratulations, boys. For more Eurovision news throughout the week, please head over to our friends at Eurovoir.com. Hi, this is James Newman. I'm from the UK, and this is my song "Embers." Enjoy. This is Jesper and Laurits, aka Für a Flamme from Denmark. And this is our song, Øvers på hinanden. Enjoy! from Germany and you're listening now to my song I don't feel hate which is 
the song I wrote. <laughs> so enjoy. Cheers. What? Cause I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. If you're so very clever whenever you find another way to wear me down. But I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. So you can wiggle back to me, the thing that it'll never wiggle back to you. Cause I don't feel hate. Online on 92.3 and 98.9 FM. You are listening to Forest FM and the Eurovision Showcase with Kieran Uri Tudiot. It's time for Live and Kicking. This is a part of the Eurovision Showcase where I play a song live from the Eurovision itself. Yes. Now, to celebrate the win of Italy last night and Zetio Buoni from Manuskin, we're going to hear another Italian Eurovision winner. Yes, we're going to 1990. <gasps> yes, we're going to Zagreb in Croatia. But the, back then it was Yugoslavia, of course. And Toto Cotonio won with Insieme. 1992. Yes, it was to celebrate Eurovision and, but particularly, Europe coming together. And obviously this wasn't too far after the Berlin Wall coming down. There was lots of songs about peace, as you could imagine. It was a big momentous thing with Germany reunificating, reunification, etc. Um, my grammar, I apologise for that. Right. Let's hear it. Um, I love this song. This is one of my mother's favourite Eurovision songs too. And I love this live performance too. Um, and it's just stunning. So, we go to the 1990 Eurovision Song Contest. Here is Toto Cotugno with Insieme 1992 Italia 1990. And here is the late great Sir Terry Wogan to introduce it as well. Spaghetti. So, it must be Italy. Song number 19, the coastline of Italy, the beaches, the sun, the folk dancing, and the famous La Scala of Milan. The song will be sung by Toto Cotugno, who also wrote the words and the music. Toto is probably better known as a songwriter in his native land. He won the San Remo Festival in 1980. The song is called, again, it's another one with the night of the main chance, Altogether 1992. Ah, Rome, the eternal city. Now, Italy won in 1964, but nothing since then. They placed ninth last year, which is the best they've done for a long time. Their big winner was years ago, you remember, Giuliola Cinquetti with Noho Leta. This is the man, Toto, for Italy. Insieme, unite, unite, you all. Con te, così lontano e diverso. Con te. Devo perso Io e te Sotto lo 
stesso sogno insieme Unite, unite, unite E per te Donna senza frontiere Per te Sotto le stesse bandiere Io te Sotto lo stesso cielo, uh, insieme, unite, unite, I'm sure he operates the Catanaccio for AC Milan, you know. Get in touch with us and send us a request. For details, head over to our website, escshowcase.com. The Eurovision Showcase on Forest FM.
se tu vorrai, se tu vorrai aspettarmi, quel giorno avrai tutto il mio amore per te. Lascia che io viva un amore romantico nell'attesa che venga quel giorno, ma ora no, non ho l'età, non ho l'età. Quetti with Nonoletta. That was Italy's first ever Eurovision win in 1964 in Copenhagen. Yes, oh, the good old days. <laughs> it's still good these days. But of course, the music industry and music trends change all the time. But again, oh, I've got to stress this to you, the lovely listener, listening to the Eurovision showcase, listening to us here on Forest FM. The reason why the United Kingdom did not do very well last night is for all sorts of different reasons, but in particularly, we don't put any effort into the performance. And even though James's song, let's face it, was good, it was good, but it's not competitive. Not competitive at all. Relatively generic, let's face it, but it, and it had a lot of meaning to it, which James feels, because he wrote the song, for goodness sake, but, didn't stand out in a competition okay that's where we lacked that's where we lacked and Germany thought we would show they had said something which was um quite controversial about you know don't feel hate because of the trends on social media by spreading hate and negativity which I <laughs> the baby the broadcasters um the news like good morning britain had mentioned something on thursday an interview debate with pat sharp and sonia of eurovision of fame of 1993 better the devil you know but having a conversation about boycotting eurovision and pulling out from it even before we even took part on saturday do you know the, the one thing, and I'm sorry to get on my high horse here, guys and gals, but it's, we need to look at it objectively and as a competition. Now, not only do we need to send songs that are true to ourselves, but they are competitive. We don't send songs which are competitive, and that is our problem. We don't just pull out of something and just say, meh. Basically, or or blame Brexit, or blame the vaccine rollout, or anything like that. That is in a different park. When it comes to the Eurovision Song Contest, you're enclosed into 
this four-hour juggernaut on a Saturday night in May where all countries from Europe and around Europe, uh, minus Australia, but um, of course they, they're practically European anyway because they're full of European migrants, basically. Uh, that, that comes together and we celebrate each other's music and language. Now look at the right at the top of the contest. Everything other than the Icelandic entry in fourth place was in a different language. It's not because everybody sings in English that we don't do very well. It's because we don't send song, send a song competitively. We need to. The BBC needs to relook at it again. Also, it goes to show that our music industry needs to look at it too, because now with this collaboration with between the BBC and and the music label BMG, we need to look at it in a better, stronger way. I want the powers that be at the BBC and BMG uh, to, and the media to come together with Eurovision fans like myself and there are hundreds of thousands of us. The, I mean, the Eurovision Song Contest here in the United Kingdom has never been pop, never been as popular as before. The official fan group, the OGAE, the biggest group in the whole of Europe is the United Kingdom's group, the OGAE UK. Join us. Go to OGAE.UK and join us and help us fight for the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest. I can't stress it enough. That's me on my high horse, guys. I'm sorry for that, but I'm, I'm not sorry for telling you the truth. It is the truth. So all this negativity, pulling out, don't bother with it. I mean, if you want to put the UK into the semi-finals, fair enough. I'd be quite happy to do that because I'd love to watch the Saturday night show without having to worry about our country <laughs> if we don't qualify, you know? So, and you look at other countries like Spain, they haven't won since 1969. France haven't won since 1977. Germany have only really won three, uh, twice in 20, 2008, uh, no, 1982 and 2010. You know, so we've won five times. You know, we've we've had our moments, and um, I just join us on this journey. Be positive, and we need to be competitive. This is that's all I'm going to say, because I think the the sun will shine bright on the UK at Eurovision once again. It will do. It will do, and we just need to be competitive. This is this is the biggest thing here. Look at Italy one. They had something which was true to them. True to them and their and their music style. And it was sung fully in Italian. Now I couldn't tell you almost well, I could tell you a few words in the lyrics, what I know of Italian, but I couldn't tell you all the other lyrics in it or what it really meant other if I looked it up. And the same goes with the French entry, voila. I mean I'm learning French at the moment. Um, but the French entry and the Swiss entry both sung in French. There hasn't been a French language Eurovision win for how long now? <laughs> yes, 1988, Celine Dion representing Switzerland and she's from Canada. Yes, I know. Doesn't mean that we need to get another uh, a a singer from outside of the United Kingdom to represent us. No, we stay with ourselves. Send something truly British. We've got it. 
we've got different languages as well. Send a song in Welsh. Send a song in uh, in in Scottish Gaelic. You know, we have the music, so we can do it. We have to stay strong and continue to celebrate the world's biggest singing competition. Don't pull up the drawbridge. Open yourselves up and look for look at it for what it really is. I have been your host, Kieran Aritasius, and you've been listening to the Eurovision Showcase on Forest FM. I will see you next Sunday at 5pm as we continue to celebrate the world's biggest and greatest singing competition. So I say to you now, Arvidergi, au revoir, arvidisane, vislat, dobizenia, goknat, adios, and I'll see you next week. Toodaloo!